once once he's done clapping, I'll do the intro. Oh, dude. All right. Hello and welcome to the Bratwurst Podcast. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Dylan. Hello. Carlos. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué lo que? Hi. Josh. <laughs> Hello. And we have special guest Cole today. Hi, I'm special. Cole, as you've never been on here, let's ask, let's uh, get to know you a little bit so the guest knows a little bit about you. So you're a film student just like us. Uh, do you have mm -hmm. any like major reasons why you chose film or something that inspired you to become a filmmaker? Um, not necessarily. I, uh, I wanted to do filmmaking because I was really interested in the idea of being able to tell stories through a visual medium. Um, but I didn't really have any outside influence. I had just been like an artist for a long time up until that point. Like, um, I had been, uh, just drawing since I was like four. So there was kind of like a revelation. It was like, ah, painting that kind of takes a lot of like manual effort. I don't want to put that in. So, ah, video, I can just point a camera, but I can also make it like a full fledged movie. So I was just like, yay, let's do that. Um, but aside from that, like, I don't know, it's always been kind of like self-taught stuff and I've kind of, <laughs> I've, I've had help from family, uh, in a sense, but, uh, it's been really just more me kind of going around doing my own thing. Nice. So um, poetic. <laughs> I was, have... I was trying to not stumble on my words there. I, I, I'm on a oh! roll right now. Oh, shit. Okay, thank God we have a crack because I wasn't recording. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> fucking God. Carlos, just start recording. Now I'm just recording. Later, okay? All right, so, uh, sorry, where were we? Okay, Cole, did you have any, like, specific films that drove you towards film or some specific film you really love and want to imitate in your future? Um... Not specifically. My favorite movie, I don't know if this is one of your questions, but my favorite movie of all time is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, but at that point, I was already interested in film. But, like, I, again, I don't think there was, like, anything that really, like, m like, pulled me into film. It was just something I naturally gravitated towards, which I, it's almost kind of like, I don't know if that's, like, cooler because it's just like, it naturally happened. I was just one day like, I, I want to try, I want to experiment with this. This has like potential. So would you like to imitate a porn movie? <laughs> what the oh, fuck yeah, kind no, of no, question No, 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 no. <laughs> if, if it's gonna be a porno, we gotta follow like the hero's journey. We gotta like the beginning, <laughs> middle and end. Like oh, I want to invest in these the, characters. I want to see where this goes, you know? Um, if I had to, like, replicate, uh, like, a movie... Well, right, so there's, there's like, a dream project that I've always wanted to do, um, at least for my filmmaking career. Like, um, I kind of want to tackle, like, a bigger movie that doesn't really belong to, like, a universe, um, but is almost kind of like a documentary-ish type uh, film, and that would be something along the lines of, like... Um, uh, like a 9-11 film something that like uh, that has a much more grander feel to everything and there's many more pers perspectives and characters in that story than I guess films that have been made previously for some reason I've just gravitated towards 
dark and destructive stories. I don't know. I, I, like I make I like my it. characters suffer. Yes. You learn a lot of people in film love the dark stories. And almost every story is going to end tragically in every project. Call yeah, no also... worry. I will pay to to watch your movies. I got you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm going to overprice them. Um, but <laughs> like, uh, we, it was funny because um, uh, in hanging out with uh, my newly made friend uh, Anna, who's also in the film program, uh, we were uh, rewatching the first Back to the Future movie for like a movie night, and like the more we thought about it, Back to the Future is a really good movie. Like it's. It's genuinely probably like one of the only movies that I can think about that are like the perfect movie. Yeah, Back to the Future mm. one's always been one of my favorites. It's actually one of the things that drew me into more of the sci-fi and time travel and later got me into stuff like Doctor Who and shit. <laughs> I've had that phase, the Doctor Who yeah. phase. Yeah. I can't say I've watched any of the recent seasons, but... Uh, my, all the way up to Matt Smith. David oh, Tennant. No. David Tennant. He's the only. See, I was more of a Matt Smith guy. I loved Matt Smith. Matt Smith is great, but David Tennant—that's the one that I was introduced to. Um. Well, back on to what we were saying. Outside of film, is there any I other haven't... hobbies that you that are a big part of your life, or you would like to play elaborate music? on? I don't play music. I've never been like a music oh. guy, but um, I. Uh, kind of like photography if pointing a camera and taking a picture counts as photography and doing like some fun edits and stuff in like Lightroom or Photoshop counts as photography then I do like photography I have like an Instagram for that um, mm -hmm. where I just take pretty pictures um, so you but... basically do what Jonathan does basically yeah basically <laughs> it, it's kind of weird because like to do filmmaking and photography, you kind of have to have like different mentalities because they are extremely different. Like the way you would take pictures is not the same way you would frame a shot for a movie. So to have a photographer be a cinema, like a cinematographer for a, uh, a film looks way different um, than what you would expect because there's like different, I guess, uh, like rules that outline those different like professions i guess yeah um with photography it's a lot more if you have a single unless if you're doing a photo story which is generally rare you generally have a single image to tell your entire story whereas yeah. film you're gonna have multiple shots to break it down so with film and i mean not film and photography in my opinion it's actually a little bit more difficult because you have a lot more you need to say in your single image and that everything in that image has to be flawless otherwise it's going to be distracting Right. And um, like uh, other hobbies, I guess, um, that I have, I because I've been an artist like most of my life, I, I draw. Um, I am uh, in the furry fandom. I have a character. His name's Volpe. But um, I haven't drawn anything in a long time now. But um, that's just another hobby. I will also, as of recording this, I uh, have not received it yet, but I will soon be the owner of my own one wheel and i'm super excited i want, yeah, I, I want it so bad please give it to me <laughs> is it just a big well, like, electric now wheel? that we've gotten to know him a little bit let's move on to what the discussions are today and i wanted to talk a lot about today with some of the news especially coming out of regal 
And with us all be having a film background of some sort or being mm -hmm. uh, film students, I want to talk about where we think the movie industry is going with the delay of No Time to Die and with Regal potentially closing its doors. For good? Forever? For good? Potentially for good. It's not confirmed, but it is looking like they might be closing up shop. Wait, forever? Oh. Like going bankruptcy? So, okay. They officially have only said it's temporary. But well, you know the whole thing about what was it, AMC with the Universal stuff? Is that it? It wasn't that like a big controversy that happened like a while ago. Uh, AMC. I can't pull what it out off the top of my head. Right now, Which, uh, what, what's the animation studio that owns the Trolls movies? I believe that's Universal, but I could be wrong. Yeah, oh, no, there was some kind of weird like argument thing that happened because they sent Trolls um, World Tour or whatever it was immediately right to streaming. Yeah. Um, so they were like, re uh, AMC was like, yeah, we're never playing any of your movies in our theaters ever again. And everyone was like, what? Damn. I didn't know you could do that. Like, just do that. I mean, yeah. they could. I think it's probably worse for their bottom line. Yeah. Um, but I was curious with, we don't officially Regal isn't closing permanently. Some places are speculating they will be. Uh, so we're going to play it off as they're not currently and they're temporarily closing again. With that, it looks like a, a lot of other theater chains will be following suits and will be closing early again. Unfortunately, it seems like streaming is going to be kind of like the the driving force behind movies, mm -hmm. at least in this modern age. Especially, like, obviously, the dreaded C word, COVID. Like, Cunt. Um, <laughs> i i had um, cranberries i have like poked the idea that i think drive-in theaters are actually gonna come back and like resurge because like the social distancing i mean obviously it's gonna get less strict over time but like i kind of see the idea of going out and just staying in your car and watching a movie kind of being like an appeal because retro things sick. coming back have you yeah. have you been to a drive-through theater? No, Pennsylvania theater? doesn't have drive-throughs. Oh at least God. not in our area. There's one down by Ruskin. It's fucking lit as shit. It is great. I remember going there with with my family back in the day. Brings back memories to my headball. See, <laughs> I I like drive-ins. The issue I have with them is audio quality. It's all up to your vehicle. That's what kind true. of audio system your vehicle has. So, for example, some movies I would much rather go see in theaters, which is why this is disappointing news to me. Um, but yeah, it's definitely looking like the movie industry will be shifting more to a streaming service, at least for a little while. Um, it's so sad. Yeah. Unfortunately, with this, it's not... Well, I guess it is kind of what's with COVID that's pushing it. But the main reason why they're blaming it is the delay of Wonder Woman, Black Widow, and uh, No Time to Die. As there will be no big films coming out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Actually, until like a good portion into next year. What um, are the Oscars going to look like? I don't know. Is, I... is like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie going to get nominated for Yo, Best Picture? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Better than you would expect. That movie's better than you would that expect. That movie's I great. I love the Sonic reference. That's I wouldn't so be great. surprised if they postponed the Oscars, actually. I don't think they're going to do without the 2020 Oscars. I think they might limit it, and they might do something, a little change up something. But I don't see them doing away with it. 
It it might give them some breathing room to like back off of all like the controversy they've built over the years. Yeah. Um. So I don't think the Odie movie theaters are gonna completely close in the future because, like you said, there's still people out there like us who prefer to pay the premium price for the tickets and just enjoying the experience. But right. when it comes it's to like an a, experience. Right, but when it comes to the family, like let's say we I have a family of four, that's gonna be fucking expensive. And people who prefer to pay on a TV on stream, they go to the theater. And it's like once you buy it, you have the movie. Right. Well, depends, depends. There's some that are charging you twenty dollars and it's what? a rent for forty. Oh, that's not cool. Money. That's garbage. And that I severely disagree with. But if you are just releasing it like to purchase, I think that's perfectly fine because I, I mean, it might see a way, it might be a new way for smaller films to release on a little bit bigger of a stage. That's w- true. Without having to go through the theater or through the, uh, fuck, why am I blanking on what it's called? Not the theater routes, the other route you can take, the festival routes. <laughs> So without taking oh, yeah, the film festivals, festivals yeah. or uh, through theaters, there might be a new way for you just to release it digitally. I think big films, i.e. Marvel films, James Bonds, uh, Star Wars, anything like that, they're, at some point they're going to release it in theaters because it's the profit margins are so much bigger that way. Do you um, think they're going to have to rename the term for the box office? <laughs> Because you're I no longer it. going to the box office. You're like, it doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of film terms that are old. Just the term film. Quick, Most people uh, Apple box know. orientations. <laughs> oh, fuck. LA, Chicago, New York. Bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is actually correct. Um, um I, I well it's kind of funny that you're mentioning like theaters and things like that and like film festivals cuz um me working the the job that I had before covid hit um which was really fun as a filmmaker uh was I worked at the movie tavern in Exton Pennsylvania uh hello to anyone who might be listening hi um but uh it's kind of interesting because like so many things have affected like movie theaters, especially like our, the movie tavern where I was working, because like we had the Southeast Pennsylvania. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can get this right. Uh, Southeast Pennsylvania Teen Filmmakers Showcase, um, which was a film festival that was supposed to be held in the theater. Like we were going to see our short films on the big screen and we never got that opportunity. Mm. Um, like that was something that was heavily affected. But Um, going back to the idea of like, what's going to happen to like movie theaters moving forward, kind of like how we're talking about, like movie theaters are probably going to be more like an experience. Like I think dine-in theaters are actually going to be the ones that outlive everything else because it's also like a restaurant. So it's like, it's its own business as well. 
I think I've brought up basically the same points you've brought up before. If anyone else has anything else you'd like to chime in, go right ahead. But like, I think movies as an experience is going to live, but it's not going to be like every film is now released to theaters. If they don't think they're going to make much more in theaters than digital, then why spend the extra money to throw them in theaters? Right. Just releasing it. Wait, but wait, have you gone to any of those restaurant theaters? Yeah, oh my god, they're so good. And you, the thing is, most of the time you don't even need to order food, but their popcorn is just straight up better. The popcorn what? with the liquid butter. I yeah. go for the food. So, on the thought of 2020 movies, um, some of the movies that have come out this year for like the Oscars and shit, <laughs> what? Bad Gross. Boys for Life, Sonic the Hedgehog. You had Birds of Prey, which isn't going to really win anything. You had no, Invisible really. Man, which I didn't see. Oh, Invisible heard... Man's so cool. It's going to get something. It's, it would get like, best is... cinematography and effects or something. Call of the Wilds, I'm thinking, probably going to go away with the way too early Oscar prediction is Call of the Wild gets CG, uh, graphic, de- not graphic design. I'm blanking out the awards called. I'm a little tired. Good but, CGI. Yeah, good CGI, basically. Um, make, I doubt Doolittle look walks good. away with anything. Oh, what did a... Onward come out this year? Yes. Onward came out. It came okay. out in January, I believe. Okay, Onward you know what? Be... Wait, you know what? So, to get away the Oscars for next year, I feel like they're going to do movies that have been released in Netflix and Disney or school or some shit. Well, those, okay, those, so then that those means like well. the Hamilton film is going to be like... That's up for that's is that does what that did, count though? What did yeah. that come out this year? That yeah, that came out this year. year. Well, it was it was pre-recorded but back in 2016, 2016, and it does count because um the entire thing uh was edited using three different recordings. Two were live recordings for an a, for an actual performance. One of them was I think on like a steady cam of some sort, um that was specifically to get all the close-ups. Mm. So, so they did actually like record specifically for the video stuff. So it technically it has the possibility of being, I guess, considered. But like, there's some weird like rules about like where your film needs to be released in order for it to actually be like a film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, like, if you go there's there's really not spot. a lot of movies that have come out this year. Um, for obvious reasons but like and not a lot of big ones and not a lot of I mean there's been some especially early on in the year whoa 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 hold on we're we're missing one of like the biggest movies of the year guys like this was one of the movies that came out right before like COVID struck I know the biggest movie of like spring or like yeah I'm gonna say the Impractical Jokers movie <laughs> I haven't seen it. Jesus Christ. It's bad. It's so bad. Oh, I'm I bad. Bad. <laughs> All right. I, I feel like I have the ability to say this because I got to work in the theater. Like I met Joe um, in a Zoom call and I lied to his face that I liked the movie. It's actually a really bad movie. If you've ever seen the TV show, like it's it's so it's basically the same thing as the TV show, just like with little bits that they recorded to try to give it some kind of narrative it's really bad oh boy yeah. um also scoob came out this year not oh the my fucking God. oh scoob. Great. 
I love Scoob. <laughs> Haven't the seen. The Five Bloods. Scoob is bad. The Five, five Bloods does come out. Okay. The Five Spike Bloods came out. What about mm. Six Underground? Did that come out? What is that? That did came that out this year. Yeah, that came out this year. Oh, it's it. Is that the Michael Bay one? Hey, yes, yeah, sir. I haven't, I haven't seen it in its entirety. Well, it's so good. Uh, uh prob- what's the film um that uh it has Ryan Reynolds in it? Six Free guy. Free guy. Free, Free guy. Free guy. Free guy's coming out November eleventh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, uh, so that's gonna be in the realm of possibilities. And do you with the SpongeBob movie? Yes. Bill and Ted face the music. I have bought it, but I'm still waiting to do a Bill and Ted marathon to watch it with you guys. Uh, Also, Dylan's favorite movie, Artemis Fowl. Oh yes, Artemis Fowl. No. No. So so okay. Story behind this. Dylan was like, guys, 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 we all need to watch this one movie. So what we would do is we would get on Discord, we would all watch it separately, we would all click play at the same time. So he's like hyping it up. This is his child, one of his favorite childhood books or some shit. Yeah, I read like, it as a child and I thought, oh, maybe they made a movie about it. Let's see that. It might be good. So like we're all sit down and we watch this movie and like the first 15, 20 minutes weren't bad. Like up until like they go to the fairy lane, I would even say that wasn't terrible. But then everything after that just kind of happens in that house. So bad. Ugh. And they don't do anything else. <laughs> so bad. Ugh. I mean, when it comes to the CGI aspect, the movie was great. In yeah. some aspects, not but all. This, there was a few really, really rough. The, dislocates moments. jaw, starts shoveling dirt. <laughs> 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 but when it comes, yeah, to I bet that guy I, eats ass. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're, I know we're joking, but best film probably to come out this year was. Um, I'm thinking of ending things by Charlie Kaufman. I still need to see that. I heard that that's basically on the mind fuckery level, as uh, it's on the same plane as Eternal Sunshine. Like I feel like it's because I watched them like back to back on the nights because I did like a thing before I came here. Like I watched a movie like two movies like every day. I watched them back to back, and I feel like. It's on more of the fuckery, like more. I fuck really than want Eternal to Sunshine. It. Wait, what about it. the Invisible Man? I saw the Invisible Man is gonna get something. It is so good. It is so well done. Since is it really okay? So I heard people that I'm sorry, Josh. Did I cut you out? Nah, keep keep talking. Okay, so I feel like people were complaining about if you watch the first trailer, the the, the trailer tells you the whole movie. So when you go to see the movie, it's disappointed. Uh, uh, all right, but the, the the movie's about an invisible guy. Spoilers: someone's gonna be invisible. How about the cinematography <laughs> in that thing? The cinematography is so on point. Every shot, they leave it lingering just a little bit longer, and they leave a lot of negative space. So it makes you feel on edge, and you have to wonder: is he standing there, or like? Because you have no idea, which makes it so genius. It's because, genius. Because like, you don't need to have anything moving or anything, but just imply that he's there with the camera. Oh, and it's like, so great. It's not any more expensive to do that, but you're you're putting him on edge with doing almost nothing. It's actually really clever. I need to watch it. Well, what's, also great, it what's also great is it lends itself to uh, sound design. Like, that they'll too. add live. 
little hints at to where he might be or what you're hearing, like footsteps or whatever. But like you don't see anything, so it's completely like it's a visual and audi- audible like story that really draws your attention because you have no idea what is truly there. Yeah, that, that is. I really amazing. do need to watch it now. Speaking, yeah, we need to since watch we're it. on the topic of, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. But speaking on the topic of like Oscars, how do y'all feel about the new diversity requirements for having to be Best Picture? What's the diversity requirement? That. Wait, what? Joker so, wouldn't have won an Oscar. Explain Joker for the audience. So Oscar. for the audience. It's like you um, can't. You have to be. Wait, wait. Let, let him explain. Let, let him explain yeah. it with the official. With the official. Explain wording. it to the audience and me. Assume I'm the audience. Hold on, I just had it. The Oscars Fuck. were I always can't... a joke, but now. Oh. Yeah. Um. To me, the on-screen representation standard: a film must either have at least one lead character or a significant supporting character be a form of underrepresented racial or ethnic group, and at least thirty percent of secondary roles must be a form of underrepresented presented groups or the main storyline we could be people of color lgbt uh people or people with disabilities all right look here look here so as, so does it have let, let, let peanut butter go. falcon wouldn't have won anything either though as, look, i know but peter button peter butter falcon is so good look it is and it as, would have won an oscar after the if after the no like, no it would have because disabilities i guess okay, Josh. but joker wouldn't have won uh, the Irish <laughs> oh, that's so good. The Irish All right, All right. Josh, 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 please continue what you were going to say. As a black male as some and someone in LGBT, I just want to say <laughs> this is fucking stupid. <laughs> this is really like, this is really fucking stupid. Because like... Bravo! 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 Jesus <laughs> meant a price! Look, because first of all, I have three I have three things like in theory. Maybe it's two. Maybe I'm just dumb. The first one is, in my opinion, like like a lot of things, there's something. I said something like we're gonna get a lot of different like inaccurate if something's like a timepiece or something, it's gonna be inaccurate because like it's gonna try and read those requirements. Like if you, you have like a fucking like darkest hour where those are yeah if you have like a fucking World War One movie or some shit there's not gonna yeah. be like disabled's all right but then here here think of it is kind of like what Hamilton did is like yeah then it kind of leaves it up to creative interpretation it makes it more artsy yeah that's cool yeah I respect but... that because like, Lin Manuel Miranda or whatever but like I feel like a lot of it's limiting like great ty- types of stories that you can tell. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of great films that don't meet that requirement that are going to be like overlooked because it didn't meet those said requirements. Okay, so but here's like- also here's like the other part of the argument is like so let's say someone goes up to you with the they say, "Hey, you can make whatever film you want. Go." Like right off the bat you're probably going to need like a minute to think about what you can do and mm-hmm. they tell you you have free reigns to do whatever you want unlimited That's budget great. unlimited whatever you can do whatever how do you create a story because then you're not like you don't have any challenges so like no, 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 kind right. of putting in like a the challenge is like making a, it good 
Yeah. No, no. Which is where it's like, so to give yourself like parameters that you have to follow in a way, it's actually probably going to inspire more creative solutions and like uh, more opportunities because then you're taking that into an, into account. You're acknowledging it. But again, you're contradicting yourself. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Carlos, can I speak real quick? Okay. Um, I wouldn't mind if they went a slightly different route with it. I don't, because right now that's for requirements for best picture, correct? Yes. So it's modifying the rules for a current award. I would have much rather them seen them take a route of maybe adding a new reward award for uh, diversal inclusion or something like that. That rather than taking a current yeah. reward that's supposed to be best picture For as everybody. in like best film of the and year basically it if you can't, um, if you, can't you are excluding other stuff by bro. doing that i again i see where they were going with it and i don't think like they meant to be terribly malicious with it i but... see i could see it as kind of like they wanted to do it as like if you're going to get best picture it should be bringing awareness to something yeah but like... they're not implementing it in a way that works i don't yeah, think but that you do need want... to bring awareness for everything that you have though you know like right. at the end you could just like you can just make art and right you can I bring awareness because yeah, then it's also like is it distracting from the story it. yeah is it that's my thing is that having to like and i am for it i'm very like happy that this is kind of the idea because it trying to give the idea of like more representation for underrepresented people in like media however it's kind of backhanded because i feel like a lot of art in a weird way is going to suffer because they're trying to meet that requirements rather than trying to feel like the art is the thing that matters most because at the end of the day this shit's art and like it, artists i know art is subjective and everything but it kind of seems like um like one of those last minute like throw in things. It's kind of like um Rise of Skywalker with like Finn and like oh let's throw in this like potential love interest and like let's throw His in the idea that maybe he's force sensitive like and then just immediately and then like they just not throw it away. Anything. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like one of those throwaway things. It's like you have to have so and so in your picture. Okay. All right. Well, then we'll include a small little scene that's got that, and then we qualify. Like it's like it's not going to do anything. It's just a throwaway. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like if you're saying, oh, you have to have this kind of person in your thing instead of picking whatever would be best for that specific story. You have to pick what you think. Oh, they'll give me an Oscar if I put like a a black trans man here or something. Looking at the nominees for last year's Best Picture, you had 1917, which would not be a nominee in this case. You had Ford versus Ferrari, also would not be a nominee. You would have Joker, also disqualified. Once uh, upon a time... Maybe you might be able to argue mental illness. mental illness there, so that one's iffy. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No. Parasite would still be there because... Um, Parasite probably would. Yeah. Irishman would not. <laughs> Little Woman? I have it completely. Little Women? Little Women. It's, it's, Little Women. Yeah, probably. Little Women probably qualifies the qualify. most. Uh, Jojo Rabbit? Uh, I don't no, know. No, that one. No. I almost said and it. And Marriage Story. <laughs> it's 
Mental illness, Nazis. Yeah, especially like Joby, Jojo, Joby. Joby, Joby Rabbit. Joby Rabbit. My favorite film to come out of last year was 1917, and that's because I'm a cinematography oh. nut, and I accept that. Um, but like disqualifying it from the potential of best picture because they were going more historically accurate. I mean, they did have uh, some Indian troops because Britain did use Indian they did. troops. They did. That's true. But it wasn't it was enough to meet good. the new requirements. Right. Is it like you have to have like three minutes of this in your movie? So it's thirty percent of all of the what background character? Oh, not background characters. At least thirty percent of secondary roles must be from two un- underrepresented groups of. of- or the main storyline theme and narrative must be focused on underrepresented groups. According to Academy, underrepresented groups include women, people of color, LGBT plus, or people with disabilities. It's kind of funny because like all of these like the things, it kind of makes me think like, all right, we got a story. It's got a knight who's leading this whole like army to siege the castle and take it back. And he does like a victory or like a, like a preparation speech. Like right before the, yeah, they're like, they're they're about to charge the castle. And like, instead of like charge, it's just the main character goes, I'm gay. (laughs) 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 And then that's where it gets nominated. It's just like, To be clear, we don't have any issue if you're gay. Uh, we have Josh here who is. We have. We have. We have. But like, oh, it's Patrick. We have. I didn't know this. But like, we actually, we're we're happy when. We're justicing Josh to be politically correct. Forcing, forcing representation. I think the point we're all trying to make is forcing representation is going to lead to the deterioration of the art. The idea right. of forcing representation in a way actually kind of lessers the idea of representation because it feels like you have to put this in because of someone told you to do rather than putting it yourself in your art. It becomes a school assignment. You have which to do makes, it. Which makes the good films that have representation all the less Like get shit on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, that was really cool. It was just like, oh, I didn't fucking notice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Didn't know what. Josh. He Didn't said it at the beginning. I'm confused. I, yeah. yeah it's yeah, okay, Josh. We five? have you for the black and the gay community. You not have me it's for okay. the Latin community. It's okay. Cut it out. Every time I. We're hitting our mark. Time, every time you say gay, uh, replace it with fried chicken. Wait, wait, wait. And every wait, time wait. I say no, bye. Replace that sound bit with. You replace replace the audio with this. Yes. That's very cool. I knew that all along. <laughs> do that. Do that. Yes. Replace every word. If I actually do that, or if I just leave this bit in, just joke. Anytime I just say no. Gay. Anytime um, I say no, just put in yes. <laughs> um, but moving away from the Oscar situation, as I think we've covered that. Overall, how do you guys feel about the future of the film industry as is? As COVID it's is looking dark. We're fucked. It's not looking We're good. It's not looking good, my guy. It's We're looking fucked. dark. So um, we all agree that this is going down the hill. It's looking dark, and I don't mean because we need to have a black person so I, I think, in this picture. I think... <laughs> you know what? Actually, if anything, it'll probably be better for us because mm-hmm. we haven't dipped our toes too far into like the film... Cool. 
Is that a good analogy? Yeah, we'll run with that analogy. Like, <laughs> like the old school people, like they're probably going to have a rougher time trying to like get comfortable to that. Whereas we're still so fresh to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably be. Oh, I think. And like also- as we're learning stuff right now, we are already practicing what's going to be standard procedure on sets and stuff. And I think um, that we also have. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. I was I was gonna say we think we also have an advantage of it because like these older dudes are like have the idea of what like traditional filmmaking should be, but like we have the we're in a generation and a time where we have technology like in our phones and we can literally make like films on our phones and shit. We have the which is upsetting because it kind of takes away the uniqueness of it all. But I feel like the actually. Sorry, uh, I'll interject real quick, Josh, then I'll let you continue with your thought. I actually disagree with that. As like, as a photographer myself, um, I would any day take a DSLR or a mirrorless over a phone just because of the control. And there's always an obvious difference between someone Abs- that knows what they're doing with a camera versus someone with a phone. You can yeah, still get great looking images that. with a phone, don't get me wrong. I have a thought yeah. on that, but I'll let Josh speak. I'd Like Jonathan said, absolutely. There's absolutely going to be a difference between uh having an actual camera like there's obviously like if you had there's a difference if i'm gonna fucking if i'm gonna work with a red camera versus my fucking iphone but like <laughs> just that's not a fair comparison i'm just saying exactly. there's video everywhere that's what i'm saying but it just the what's the right word uh right shit why am i blinking the availability the having the choice to being like I can just make shit right now and I can just do it and not have to worry about what a budget is or not having to worry about like mm-hmm. how right. I can distribute it or something like that. We have like this technology in this generation that we've grown up with. It's an amazing thing that we like should take more advantage of. I sound like a boomer. But what more attention? What gets more attention? The hour long short film you just to put your own personal money into or like a five second shit post which gets more attention well like five second shit post. it's I, I think it's also going for two different audiences there though yeah i'm not gonna sh- well yeah i'm not Look, gonna shit, shit on the shit posters fucking, but like hey, you know my shit posts are amazing fuck so you. like, like <laughs> you'll, you'll have shit posts that get a thousand times more popular than a film like the lighthouse but I will never Ooh, remember a shit post like how I remember The Lighthouse. I showed you that one. Yeah. There are some movies that deeply resonate. But um, going back to like the thought that I had about like, oh, actually, this is a great time and things like that where everything's at our fingertips and we have the creative reins to do what people couldn't do like years ago. Um I actually had like a story concept, which I turned into a short film and submitted to a film festival, which my uh, film got nominated for uh, best narrative. Um, it, it was a note to self was a short film that I made about the concept of um, like, why does my art matter? Because it's already been done like a million times by so many other people. So why, why should I bother? So, because it was, um, the story was about, uh, I, my brother was the actor, um, an artist who was like trying to draw like some kind of design or whatever. And he just looked at it and then Googled exactly what he had drawn and saw just so many pictures of like 
people who had done such a better job and he looks at what he does and he goes like what's the point of this nobody's gonna like this doesn't stand out so it's kind of like the question of like um are we just doing what people have already done like how do we make it creative how do how do we put our own spin onto it it's a fair question do you think Um, that there is an oversaturation of art or do you think that there's like we no we've done too much like because again like you were talking about like like shit posts and everything like that like there's so much the negative like uh the like i know i was talking about art that's the title that's the title of this podcast hell yeah bro shit posts Um, are art (laughs) but like do you like again having the ability to just like put shit out there so easily do you feel like there's like and i said i was having a conversation with this with somebody like about like the music industry too with like the internet being so like accessible there should like so much shit and like cole said like how do you get yourself to stand out how do you like how do you make yourself different than the 500 other kids that have short films or the that are also trying to be different like how can you be different from what is people who are different how are you different from different like how are you different than the other 500 dudes who have podcasts like shit like that (laughs) well don't don't hit it where it hurts (laughs) No, but that's where I bring in sometimes your us. ideas aren't fully original. Let's hardcore is a four-person podcast yeah. with the occasional guest. The difference is it's not always you're not always reinventing the wheel, but it's doing the best you can to improve the wheel as well as to well, not hate so that, yourself at the same time. Enjoy but that's where it goes back. It goes back to it's already been done. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're just exactly turning We're the wheel, a concept that has already been made, and just making it slightly different. Like We're, it's, we're putting a tire on the wheel. Yeah, like it. it's just like it's already kind of been done. How can we make it different? Mm-hmm. And it's a deep topic, and it's one we actually probably could have an entire podcast dedicated to. But it's one of those things where it's difficult because so there's so many different angles you could come at it. I um, want to film class on all this. Like, I want to hear like other students also talking about this regularly. Ah, that would be a cool class. Yeah. You. Why are you yelling? I'm not. Um, he's playing video games. He's probably dicking around <laughs> with his new computer. Fucking asshole. That he just got. So his, are we taking this his, as a good segue? This is a good seg- segue, right? He's playing yeah, yeah. Left 4 Dead too. What are we segueing to? Video like, games. all of you talked at the same time. Video games. Uh, so, well, we actually, just had a podcast about this. Yeah. Actually, on that note, my computer... Oh, did that not, ju- is... did that not come out? What? The game podcast. Oh, wait. It yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. No, um, you just cut the by the, t- the, by thing the time you're hearing this, that podcast has already come out. Go check yeah, it out now, because it's already out now. <laughs> um, but uh, and if it's not, someone fucked up. I can't charge my laptop where I'm currently recording, and it's at fifteen percent. 
So Those I'm actually going to start wrapping up now. But Cole, Boo. you have your own podcast. Would you like to shout it out right now? Do I? Oh, oh, yes. yes. Uh, I have the Cole cast. Uh, because and where I'm not can they original. find it? Um, literally everywhere. Spreaker, Spotify, um, uh, used to be SoundCloud. Don't go there. Um, YouTube. Uh, so wherever you're listening to the Brockers podcast, you probably can find the Cole cast and I highly recommend you go check it out. Apple podcast. And he's very interesting. So I'm sure his podcast is as well. Thank you for listening to this week's Bratwurst podcast. Thank you. Um, We hope you join us next week where we'll actually, hopefully have our proper XLR mic set up. So it won't be scuffed for once. Hopefully. Um, See, hopefully. he's going to hold himself accountable. If we don't do video next week, it's Jonathan's fucking fault. No, not video with better mics. Nah, it better be video, bitch. No, I'm not <laughs> ready to do video. I want to do it. It's going to be video next week. We already said it. We already said it. All right, bye. Bye.